so I was born and uh, raised till the age of 15 in New Jersey, born in Newark Hospital, uh, affectionately known as the armpit of Jersey. Some of our good friends like Skid Row and Bon Jovi from there. Uh, moved to California when I was 15. Uh, I have one brother, he's a year and a half older than me and uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. I love him to death. Um, but I was always a weirdo, always the different one, um, and grew up basically in California in the South Bay, Santa Clara, San Jose area. Um, San Francisco was the, the destination point for anything cool, alternative, punk rock, metal, etc. And um, that's where I uh, met up with Billy and Fern, who were already working on music projects. Um, I, I, I was, you know, kind of playing drums and singing a little bit in some punk rock and alternative bands. Um, got into the early British metal scene and, and like the very beginnings of like Motley Crue started singing. People started telling me my voice was better than my drumming skills, so I kind of went with that. The first you know, rock music I was into was Elton John. I think I was about 12 years old in New Jersey and I had a group of friends and we formed the, the Elton John, you know, club. And you could only join the club if you learned the lyrics to Benny and the Jets and you could, you know, sing it all the way through. And then the next thing was David Bowie. And then my, my cousin David, my, my dad's uh, sister's son, my cousin, he brought me um, Aerosmith Get Your Wings and Fog Hat Night Shift. And from that moment on, uh, that was it. You know, I was, I was hooked on rock and roll. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I was ever driven per se to be a musician, but I, but I know that from an early age, from the earliest age that I can remember, I was a singer. I would sing commercials. I would sing jingles. I would sing, you know, sitcom songs. My parents would be like, oh, God, you're driving me crazy, y'all. I was singing, 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 singing. I didn't realize that at the time. Um, and I think all musicians have a rhythmic side. So, you know, being, uh, you know, drums was just kind of an easy thing. I I'm also very ADHD. Uh, very, I was a very hyper kid. So I think that works against you at being able to focus on learning an instrument. And so I didn't, you know, I probably tried over the years many instruments. I just didn't have the focus to be able to sit down and learn. When I met Bill and Fern, I was really just blossoming as a singer. And um, uh, they, they kind of had something going already. And, and I had something going. I was in a, a band called Sweet Evil. We were doing a a very kind of Sabbathy metal kind of band. And um, I met Todd Crew, who's actually the one who brought me into Jet Boy. Uh, God rest his soul, my, my good, good friend. Um, no longer with us, but uh, he's the one that kind of brought me in. Our girlfriends were good friends, and they were like, you know, you should join this band. You know, they're, they're ready to, to happen. Um, and so I, I um, you know, as the story goes, I was kind of messed up on drugs and they picked me up out of the alley and 
in uh, next to the Mubuhe Gardens and, and brought me out to a rehearsal and um, it clicked right away. Um, and yeah, it happened very fast, yeah, like a lot of bands in that, that time frame. Um, we started getting notoriety right away. We started packing all the clubs at that time. The North Beach Broadway Strip in San Francisco consisted of the Stone, part of the Keystone family, which was the Keystone Palo Alto, Keystone Berkeley, and the Stone in San Francisco. Across the street was the Mabuhe Gardens, which is a famous punk club. And above from that was the On Broadway. Um, all of those clubs had bands like, you know, Guns N' Roses and Poison and, and stuff like that. Um, we also played with bands like the Toy Dolls and um, it was just a, a really big variety and a big blending of punk and metal and glam and everything that was happening around that time, around 1983. And, um, you know, it didn't take long for us to get uh, record label attention um and and management and everyone was kind of coming at us you know i feel like for me it was like <clears throat> i wasn't i wasn't a rock and roll geek at that time like i like i i look at a lot of, of guys that at a very young age knew who produced what record and who uh who was the manager and who was the you know engineer and whatever i was just kind of winging it and partying and having fun but, um, you know, we started getting attention right away and, uh, you know, we, we uh, decided to move to L.A. Um, we, we were playing with bands from L.A., right, uh, at Poison and L.A. Guns um, and uh, Faster Pussycat and, and those bands. They would come up and play with us in San Francisco and we would come down and play with them in L.A. And, um, yeah, that led to all of our record deals, right? No, that was it. It was between 83 and 88, in a five-year period, we went from, you know, inexperienced kids to major label record deals of the sort that hardly exist today. And, uh, yeah, that's where it kind of all began and, and, you know, progressed from there. You know, getting signed to a major label, signing a major deal was a big deal for us. Um, getting dropped because the label decided to fire the West Coast offices like two weeks before the record was scheduled to be released was an absolute low and then you know it, from there it was just kind of trouble because it, it took about a year for us to get re-signed we had a lot of labels interested but there's all the lawyers and contracts and um, you know, it took about a year. We got picked up by MCA. Then they, they didn't want to release the record, our first record. They wanted us to record a new one. And uh, it was just kind of trouble from there. Um, and then absolute, you know, low for me was was uh, not being able to save our bass player, Todd Crew, because, um, you know, he was the one who brought me into the band. I knew him before anybody in the band. and. Um, you know, we, we did, you know, did drugs together and, and we're kind of on the same path, but as we come to learn after the years, some people have a higher propensity to be able to deal with pacing themselves and, and, and keeping your shit together and, and some do not. Some, 
you know, I can identify it now in personalities, the kind of people who are, are headed for disaster because they just don't have the, uh, the strength to keep it in check. And, um, you know, we were advised by our management and people that, you know, he was going to cause trouble for us. And, you know, it just was, I wish it didn't go down that way. I wish I could have helped my friend, you know, um, and, and, you know, him leaving the band, him being fired from the band, I think was the last blow. And, uh, you know, when he passed away during our recording of our first record, Feel the Shake, um, I mean, at the time, we couldn't even absorb what really was happening. Um, so that was an absolute low for me. And then, you know, I mean, I look at it now, you know, uh, absolute high again is to be 55 years old and still to be alive, to have lived this crazy wild trip of a life, uh, have a new record, a new record label, um, and, and to still be performing after over 35 years with Billy Rowe and Fernie Rod, original members from the band. Um, the future looks bright. We have uh, the new record is Born to Fly. Um, we have three videos and singles from the record currently Born to Fly, Beating the Odds, and Broken Hearted Daydream. We have a new video coming up in a couple weeks for uh, Old Dog New Tricks. And um, we're already thinking about the next record. We're here on the Monsters of Rock Cruise, which is amazing because we have aspired to be on this for the last couple of years. Um, you know, I have a beautiful wife. I live in Hawaii. I have two beautiful kids. My son Damien is three and a half, and my daughter Evangeline is nine months old. And I, I always wanted kids. It just never. I never took the time to do it. Right. So, <laughs> I'm an I'm an old ass dad, but you know, it's a beautiful thing because it's something I always wanted, and uh, I love every minute of it. Even the, you know, the hardest parts. I I love it on my worst possible day my little boy will come in to me you know and tell me I want to hear the live song daddy I want to hear live songs I want to hear rock and roll and I'll put on the born to fly video he knows all the words he sings and he shakes his leg and he rocks out and I mean that's the kind of thing that if you don't have kids you never understand um, if you do have kids you understand you know it's just one of those things so I'm on, a, I'm on an absolute high right now, you know, I'm, I'm happy in life, I'm happily married, I have a beautiful family, my mom and dad continue to be my biggest inspirations and my best friends, and, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to do another record and keep going, and we, we want to get busy this year, right? We have a great management, we have a great booking agent. Um, um, you know, Scotty Lud Ludwig is our, is our manager, and um, um, Chuck at uh, Artists Worldwide is our agent. Um, you know, we're on the cruise, we're seeing great bands. We, we can't wait to get on the road and, and get busy again. And, and that, that's, that's all we want to do, just keep it going.